Hey, this is Joey Rumble. I'm the pastor of Summerbrook Church in Somerville, South Carolina, and this is our podcast. I hope the message you listen to today speaks to your heart and helps you connect with Jesus and grow in Him. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the message. Man, God is moving in our midst. So excited about what He's doing. Uh, this past uh, week, we were working, J- Tanner and I were doing our uh, takeaway podcast from the message this past week on our YouTube channel, Your Private Life. And as we're, we're about two-thirds the way done with, with the podcast, and, and Tanner's uh, son, Peter Treffin, comes walking up. He was in the room. He goes, uh, Dad, I got to use the bathroom. And so uh, Tanner and I are thinking, we're two-thirds of the way done. We, we, we got enough time still. We, we can finish up, and then he can take him. And, and Peter goes again, Dad, I got to use the bathroom. And so we keep going, we keep going. And, and Peter goes again, Dad, I got to go poop. <laughs> there was something about the poop word that Tanner stopped. He says, hey, Joey, you need to finish the rest of this podcast. I got to go take my son to the potty. Peter got Tanner's attention and it moved him to action. And I believe the Lord today is wanting to arrest our attention and move us to action. That there are some areas maybe we're hanging on to that God's wanting to speak to us today to get our attention, to move us to action. And just such a time as this, God knew that you would be here at Summerbrook Church. That you would be taking the journey in your walk with the Lord or kicking the tires, discovering the Lord and that God has a plan for you. And I want you to know that God wants us to reach our full capacity in him, multiply. But it happens by us doing it one with another. We need each other to receive what God has for us. So there's, if you would, go ahead and open your Bibles to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter uh, 27. And the passage of Scripture here shares... As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So each of us need to be sharpening each other. And that's the cool part. The scripture is saying that we can sharpen others. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And so each of us can do that. But we got to really embrace it. We got to say, okay, I'm all in. And so God, I believe God's going to teach us how to sharpen each other today. We've been in looking at 1st and 2nd Samuel. Matter of fact, th- go ahead and throw the scripture slide up there of all the books of the Bible, and we'll journey together. And so we're right now in 1st and 2nd Samuel. Next week, we're going into 1st and 2nd Kings. You don't want to miss it. We're going to look at how to uh, set the uh, next generation up for success. Uh, but not only that, how to help others grow. And you grow as well. I mean, you don't want to miss as we kick off First and Second Kings. And then we'll move into eventually First and Second Chronicles. The cool part about these six books is uh, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, we're all one, each one book. But, and, and they don't know why, but for some reason, maybe it was uh, to fit them on scrolls, that they divided it into two books each. But when we go through those, you really need to be looking at it as one book each. And so another cool part about First uh, and Second Samuel is this, is that that word repentance, one of the biggest themes in the books of the Bible, in the books of First and Second Samuel, is repentance. See, God had, 
uh, King Saul, who was king, and he was to be the people's deliverer, but he messed up because he kept messing up. But knowing that, he didn't repent. And when you look at the life of David, David messed up, but he repented. He turned from his ways. And, and so I want us to look at one really special moment in the scriptures in First and Second Samuel that I really believe speaks to all of us and, and that will. So there was this thing where David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. And she had become pregnant. And he had her husband killed. And he thinks he gets away with it. And he cover, thinks he's covered it up. He's good. But scripture shares but this displeased the Lord. And so God gives Nathan the prophet a story of what a, a, a poor man and a rich man, where a poor man had one lamb, and the rich man, when a traveler, traveler visited, he took this poor man's one lamb and had him killed uh, to uh, treat the traveler and have the meal with the traveler. And I'm telling you, David is hot mad. He's absolutely livid. And matter of fact, I want to read it to you in 2 Samuel. Let's turn there together, 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 5. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold. Because he did this thing. Because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, you are the man. See, everyone in life needs to have a few people in their life who, who will speak in their life and say, you are the man. You are the woman. To lead us to repentance. Because what was happening is David's spiritual blinders were on he could not see he was he, he did not see his sinful behavior how it offended God how it was ruining people's lives ruining his life he had his spiritual blinders on and he needed someone to say David you are the man and have those spiritual blinders taken off guys if we're going to succeed in life we need people that will speak that truth to us, that you are the man you need to repent. And this is what's so beautiful. Go to 2 Samuel 12, 13, 8. So let's, this is true repentance from David, not like Saul. In 12, 13, 8, it says, And David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And remember how I had shared earlier about that, that as I shared earlier, as he was uh, saying that uh, uh, you're the man, uh, when, when we looked at Psalms 3, the beautiful part about David repenting here, we can see his heart of repentance in Psalms 51. So in Psalms 51, we're going to pick it up in two verses. This is all about David's repentance where Nathan was confronting him. And in Psalms 51, 1, it says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. He goes on in verse 9. So let's skip down to verse 9. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. 
Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. From this passage of Scripture, we we need to ask two questions. As David repents and he responds, who are you listening to? Saul wouldn't listen, David would. If we're going to be a people of repentance, we got to be spiritually listening. we got to listen to people who speak into our lives. And then the second one is, am I repenting? Am I personally repenting of the sins in my life? So who am I listening to and am I repenting? See, all of us need this in our life. We need uh, people to say, you're the man, you're the woman. But we also need people to speak in our life, even much more so as well, and more often, you're the man, giving us a high five. You're the woman, giving us a high five. You can do this. You can make it for the Lord. And, and so we all need both. And we need the, the encouragement a whole lot more than the, the rebuke. But those rebukes occasionally got to be given. So we got to be uh, listening to what God wants to say in our life. So you may think, man, that's a story of my life. I haven't listened and I haven't repented. Well, that might have been 2023, 2022 on back. But it doesn't have to be 2024. That can be your used to story. I used to not repent. I used to not listen. But now... I've learned my lesson. God, forgive me. I'm going to start listening. I'm going to start repenting. And that's one of the biggest lessons of 1 and 2 Samuel about the life of David. Another cool thing is uh, that, you know, as Israel's looking for this king to lead them and deliver them, the life of Saul, the life of David, and on, uh, you you get the picture, the biblical storyline here is this. You get the picture that no human king is going to be able to save us. And that's so part of the biblical storyline because we all need to see you're right. No human king can save us. But who can save us? Jesus, the perfect king. As you see the storyline, okay, no human king can save us. But Jesus Christ, the Messiah, has come to earth, the one true perfect king, to ultimately deliver us from our sins. Another part is we're looking at uh, ironing, sharpening iron and, and, and strengthening each other and realizing we can't do it alone is when we look at multiplying, reaching our full potential, we need others. And David, it, it points out so clearly in First, Second Samuel, in Second Samuel 23, 8, these are the names of the mighty men who David had. And it lists all these stories. And one of them I've always loved is uh, Shammah, where he stood in the field of the lentils, the, the bean patch. And he stood his ground because they were trying to steal, steal their stuff. And he stood his ground and fought. I love that Shammah, the mighty man, so much. I wanted to name one of our kids Shammah. And then Jenny said, Joey, a lot of people and friends as well said, you know, a lot of people are going to call your kid Uh, as a nickname, Shamu the whale from uh, SeaWorld. So we didn't name one of our kids Shamma. But I just love their mighty exploits, how they did it together. And and so we all need mighty people in our lives, and we need to be a mighty person. Now, I, I want us to really be focused on that. 
I, I want to hijack your lunch hour today with this. Is there anyone in your life who is mighty that speaks into your life? And not only that, are you mighty in someone else's life? Because you can be. So the, the, the big question, who is with you? Who is with you? As we're doing Connection Sunday today, every, one of the biggest things we need to do as a church to help people reach their full capacity is to connect one with another. I love Acts chapter 1, verse 14, when we're looking at the early church. And it shares that all of these were with one accord. That word one accord means one mind. We're devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. That they were a people of one accord. Um, matter of fact, do y'all realize there is a, a, a Christian car out there? You know the name of the Christian car? A Honda Accord. It didn't work first service either, but I figured I'd try it. <laughs> I, I, I taught myself into trying it again. So li living, living in one accord contributes to multiplication. Living in one accord contributes to multiplication. And these uh, ladies and the guys were gathered at this, uh, praying together, devoting themselves to prayer. During this 21 year, 21 days of prayer, it's been beautiful to watch all the ladies being just women of God, calling out to God, and just standing in the gap for all these prayer requests. Our church on the Church Center app, we have 125 people on the Church Center app praying, and it, we're, I mean, it's been awesome. And, and all the guys calling out to the Lord, devoting themselves. It's like we're uh, this one accord, this one mind calling out to the Lord. And so I encourage you, it's not too late. If you haven't jumped in yet, uh, for those that jumped in, thank God, praise God, thank you. For the rest of you, you can still jump in 6 a.m. Monday to Friday, in person and online, and then on Saturdays at 8 a.m. We'd love to have you as we're calling out to God in one accord of seeking the Lord and believing God for breakthrough. As this early church, one of the beautiful parts of the early church was how God used just everyday people. It just... Uh, I know we, uh, and one of them was uh, Aquila and Priscilla. They were tent makers. As a matter of fact, we're going to look at them more in depth next week when we go into First and Second Kings. We're also going to look in depth at uh, making a difference with Aquila and Priscilla. But in this moment, what happens is uh, this small group couple that met at their house. As a matter of fact, I'll read it to you, 1 Corinthians 16, 19. Uh, the churches of Asia send, Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Prisca, which is short for Priscilla, together with the church in their house, send you hearty greetings in the Lord. Now, these churches that met in their house in the, the early church in Acts, they were small groups. They weren't this large group gatherings. They were small groups here. So here you have Aquila and Priscilla leading a small group, and, and God's used them in a mighty way. And we'll look at them more in depth next week, but I, I want us to see one scene in Acts chapter 18, 24 through 28. Now a man named Apollos, a native of Alexandria. So Apollos is coming, and Alexandria was actually an intellectual center in Egypt with a world-renowned library. So he shows up, and I'll read it to you, and came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. 
He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And look what happens, verse 27. And when he wished to cross the disciples to welcome him, when he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. Aquila and Priscilla are helping Apollos grow. This small group couple was helping him grow in the Lord, and then he was powerfully used of God. Church, I ask you two questions. Who are you helping grow, and who is helping you grow? That's the beauty of small groups, that you can help others grow, and at the same time, you can help grow as well. We need each other. So I encourage you today, if you want to make headway, you need a? One of your biggest takeaways today is jump in a group. As we do groups today, I want to encourage you, jump into a group.